0: Welcome back to The John Morris Show, a podcast for freelancers, web developers, and online business owners navigating the chaotic world of technology and online business. If you're new to the show, be sure to visit JohnMorrisShow.com to subscribe on iTunes, Android, and TuneIn, and find past episodes of the show. And last but not least, as a podcast listener, you can get free access to my entire curriculum of freelancing and web development courses. With the exclusive two-month free trial of Skillshare that I can give you, all the details on how to get that are at johnmorrisonline.com/skillshare. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com/skillshare. Now, let's get to the show. The John Morris Show. Hey, John Morris here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. So this one, it's sort of implicit in the the title here, but this is actually from a Reddit thread that kind of blew up end of last week over the weekend, and there was a lot of people that really sort of resonated with what uh, this guy was saying, so I wanted to go through it uh, and address it because it's something I've been through, and in case you're not familiar or missed it, the the name of the Reddit post was I'm a web dev and I'm burnt the F out, and so what I'm going to do in this episode is I'm going to go through what he wrote, and then I'm going to go through There were. This this post has got almost over 3,000 upvotes and 874 comments. So it's pretty big for something like this over on Reddit. So I'm going to go through, again, what he originally wrote, and then I'm going to go through some of the responses that he got that you might find helpful if you're feeling this sort of same way. And then I'm just going to talk a little bit about how I kind of dealt with this and, and what I went through. So the big thing before I get into that is I just think this is important. I sort of talked about this in the the last podcast episode, and maybe gave some more practical advice on it. So if you're if you're looking for sort of very specific things that you can do, uh, then you may want to go back and listen to the, the the episode before this one. Here, I'm going to talk more about the emotional side of it because that's really what his his post uh, is about. But the thing is, is this is going to happen to you at some point. I, I haven't met a a developer who's done this for any amount of time who didn't experience this uh, at some level. And so the question isn't if you're going to have to deal with it, it's more when and it's how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to move through it? And will this be the thing that sort of ends your dev career? Not because you're not talented enough, not because you didn't learn all the things you needed to learn, not because of all of the things that new developers tend to think will be the things that might end their career but because you actually decide to do something else because you're burned out with it. And so if you can, well, ultimately what I want to give you is I want to give you some tools for moving through this and, and really dealing with uh, more the emotional side of things. So that's what we're going to get into. Now, this, this post and some of the answers are a little bit long, but I really think it's worth going into it to really sort of get uh, the sense of this and the feeling behind it. So here's what he wrote. He wrote, I'm 37, which in web developer years, means I'm a dinosaur which I'm 38 so I guess I'm really a dinosaur but he says I've been programming since I was 13 I thought I was uh (laughs) elite because I made a pixely snowstorm in QBasic in high school I've been uh, making websites since 28.8 KBS was standard I've been doing it for money since 2003 I was around when nested tables were the only way to do layout I embedded my share of animated GIFs and midis unironically. I was there when to hell with bad browsers was published. I remember Wasp, unaccompanied by Ant-Man. I was there when Jeff Zeldman taught us how to design with web standards and Eric Meyer introduced us to CSS, which I can totally relate to all this stuff. This is like going back through memory lane for me. But he continues, I'm pretty sure I probably, uh, I'll, I'll skip that, blanked to CSS Zen Garden at some point or another. I've written guestbooks in C and homebrew to a CMS in Perl. I was building websites when the world was more familiar with Java than JavaScript, and people assumed they were related. I use MooTools, Mutu- Prototype, and Dojo. I'm still maintaining web apps I wrote in uh, XJS, or I wrote when XJS uh, was still XJS and was open source. I was there when jQuery was new. I was there when J- jQuery, for all intents and purposes, was JavaScript. And I'm here today wondering why half the web is still loading it. I learned to love the HTML5 doc type. I code in PHP 3, 4, 5, and 7, Zen Framework 1 and 2, Symphony Symphony 3 and 4. I built enough WordPress sites to both understand the love and the hate. I've slung gigabytes of data between MySQL, uh uh Postgres, uh SQL, SQLite, and SQL Server, and mismatched mismashed it all into XML JSON. Uh, I've learned to love vanilla JavaScript again and I've watched the JavaScript ecosystem spread out on the front and back end. Sometimes I feel like a cancer. Dudes, I'm tired. This was fun when I was young and cared about nothing else. I felt like I was doing something interesting. I felt like I was solving problems and building things that nobody else could build. But then I discovered the outdoors and hobbies. I got married, I had kids. I discovered the world outside the familiar glow of my screen is full of interesting things and unique challenges. All the while, I've been through cycles upon cycles of changes in web technology. It's a hamster wheel. It's a rat race. It's whatever rodent metaphor accurately describes both the feeling of constant struggle and the utter pointlessness of going through it. We're a digital... (laughs) sysfus being crushed by gigabytes of npm modules that seem to be required to do anything useful nowadays i've realized that there are other people that are far better at this than me i've realized that the myth of this user brick having a genius level mind for technology only exists in comparison to the other minds in the small rural community in which he grew up and i've realized that i don't actually care I've, I spent years terrified that website builders automation and machine learning would replace me, and I stuck it out long enough to be sitting here begging uh, this this one I so can relate to. I stuck it out long enough to be sitting here begging for website builders automation and machine learning to replace me. How do you stay both excited and relevant in this career while developing as a well-rounded human being? Can you develop as a well-rounded human being and be a web developer? All right. So like I said, that was that was pretty long, but that sort of gives you the full full thread of it. And I mean, like I said, as I was going through that, there's so many things that I can relate to. Like I've seen all of that, all of that stuff. I'm a year older than this guy, although I started coding later. Um, So some of the initial stuff he talked about, I wasn't necessarily into. But man, there's been so much that has changed since I've started doing this. And I think that's part of why I'm always like a little bit skeptical when Someone who's brand new to this is lecturing me on the importance of this brand new thing that's been out for two months and how it's going to be the future of the web, yada, yada, yada. Uh, But ultimately, what his point is getting to is everything is just it's just changing so much. And it's like after doing it so long, it can just be tiring and you just get sort of burnout and wore out. And it's like, is there any solution? Is there any sort of answer to this or is this just the way it is? as a web developer, especially as you grow uh, and and, and maybe get married and have kids and have other interests and hobbies uh, and so forth. So what I want to do now is there were, he came back and updated this post after there were a bunch of comments talking about things that he could do and so forth. And so I wanted to go through some of those and and sort of give my comments and then sort sort of wrap up with my overall thoughts on this. So. The first one that he he wrote is, and this is a, again a solution kind of proposed by a few few comments and he says, "So here's what I've learned from y'all. those that have long term happiness in this career are those can that that can put it to rest at the end of the day and he has a little description. I'm not gonna go uh through every single one of them, but I' just kind of give my thoughts and it's sort of funny that this is this is what he said because I was talking to my little brother uh the other day and we sort of, he 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 works kind of a, you know, your nine to five sort of typical job. He does work from home, but it's sort of your more standard tech job. He does a lot of traveling uh, and so forth. And he's been doing it a few years now. And I think it he's starting to feel this uh, a little bit. And so he's kind of talked about maybe going out, doing his own thing or maybe switching up his careers a little bit. He thought about maybe going to law school, et cetera. And we were having a discussion about it. And I, one of the things I said to him was what, what you have to do over time is learn how to not care so much. Like it gets a lot easier and you you have a lot better sort of <laughs> of perspective when you don't care as much. And I know to a lot of people it's like, Oh man, that just sounds like a loser, jaded, et cetera, et cetera. But what I find, especially for new developers, sometimes it's exactly like this, is that we get so wrapped up around it. We get so just caught up in it that we lose perspective. And so it's not that, what I'm not advising is not that you you go and just stop caring at all. What I'm saying is is you can't care as much as what you do as you do when you first start. You have to learn how to find balance and how to find perspective. You can only do so many you know, 2 and 3, 3 a.m. benders before that's going to catch up to you, especially as you get older, especially as you have a family or have other things that you want to do. So learning how to be able to put it down at the end of the day, being able to, to let it go and not stay up till three and four in the morning every night working on this one solution. It's fine to do that early on if you're single and you, you have the capacity to do that. But at some point, you have to learn how to care just a little bit less and be able to put it down and walk away just to give yourself some of that perspective and give yourself a break uh, and, and just sanity and, and balance. So you, you really have to, to, to figure that out and learn how to do that. And so I think that very first point is probably one of the most important ones because it's the one that especially new developers will f- probably fight the most. Next, he said, I noticed a trend between childhood passion for coding and, uh, adult career burnout. And I'll cover just what he said a little bit. He said, I noticed this as I read all 800 plus comments. Those of us with stories about cutting our teeth on DOS and coding games." For our TI-82, calculators all seem to share a similar malignancy. I'm not sure why. Was it, a, was it a mistake turning something we loved into a career? Are humans just not meant to do and love the same activity for 25 plus years? Are we expecting too much? I don't know. It's just interesting to notice. And this sort of goes back to what I was saying in the last episode about following, being willing to follow your own natural desires and interests. It's sort of, I find it a little bit strange that people think, and I don't want to be too derogatory towards people, but it's strange to think that you're going to have the same interest and the same passion and the same desires over multiple decades. It seems very unrealistic, especially when you consider a lot of people are starting doing this around 18 to 20 years old, and in that next couple decades, their life is going to change so dramatically right they're gonna get they're gonna start their career, they may buy a house or start a business, get married, have kids, et cetera, et cetera. You're learning so much about yourself, you're growing and evolving, and you're going through all of these life experiences. so to think that your interests and your desires and what you're into and what you're passionate about isn't going to change as you go through all of that again, it's just a little bit unrealistic, and so it's not surprising to me at all. That people have a, a a passion for this when they're in their 20s and that sort of changes and, and feels like burnout, especially if you force yourself to just really stick to it for multiple decades and not allow yourself to sort of branch out and try other things and do other things. Like if you're just forcing yourself to, to, to stick to this one thing over multiple decades, yeah, you're going to get burnt out. And so the thing you have to be willing to do is you have to be willing to allow yourself to follow your natural interests and desires uh, and, and and go that route. I Again, I literally had this conversation with my little brother and he was talking about law school. And I told him, like, if that's really what you want to do, it seems really <laughs> impractical right now because it has nothing to do with your career. But the problem is, is that until you do it, it's going to be hard for you to learn anything else and do anything else and think about anything else. And so you're not going to be able to grow in your career now because you have this thing hanging over your head. And so I'm not saying quit your job and just go full into to law school, but is there a way that you can take classes? And he sort of figured this out and he can, but is there a way you can take classes and work on this while still doing your career and really find out if that's what something uh, that you want to do? So again, you have to allow yourself uh, the space to do that. Number three, I'll kind of gloss over really quickly. He says maybe web development uh, as a career has has some problems, which, okay, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. He said some of you point out that you've simply accepted that a full day of work each week will be spent re-educating yourself and not earning money. Uh, And he says, I think everyone should be thrilled to be lifelong learners, but I think nobody should have to accept losing a day each week, essentially unpaid simply to keep their job you know this this i'll talk about this a little bit later but this sort of goes into the hoping and wishing category for me and the uh the wanting things or the or the should using the should word right you shouldn't like that's such a dangerous word as much as possible you should try to eliminate the word should from your vocabulary because what it's doing is it's taking It's really a signal for unrealistic expectations or expectations, maybe not unrealistic, but expectations that aren't actually in line with reality. And the way I tend to approach the world is I take it as it is, not how I think it should be. So you first have to take it as it is and accept the way things are. And then if you have some better way of doing it, you have to understand that it's your responsibility if you want to move that thing that way to to push it that way. So Saying you shouldn't have to do this or should do that, etc. Uh, it, it just it, it's sort of a it's a non point to me. It's just wishing and hoping things were a certain way when they're not. The reality is is that in this industry, that's the way it is. Uh, now, I don't. Again, in the previous episode, I talked about this, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people think, and I'll ta- tell you a little bit why later. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I think it's sort of a non point. He says the agency model sucks for developers. Period. Again, something I'm gonna—that's very sort of specific to him. The next one: the speed at which front-end development changes maddening, and that seems to be an idea that's far more accepted than the more general per- premise of my original post. But we are under no obligation to learn every new technology slash framework. Fair enough. I prefer back-end, and I have entirely skipped Ruby. Ruby on Rails, Node, and Python—zero regrets. My background in pure computer science will help me to get up to speed if and when I need to. So yeah, this is this is another one I harp on a lot. You don't need to learn every new thing that 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 comes out. And if you set up your career properly, you approach it properly, you you be strategic and and really think it through, you won't have to. Like, this is the one that this is to me, this is really the one where it's like, this is the solution to all of this. And it's the solution that is is so obvious. But you have to you have to really specifically plan for it. And like just people just don't do that. They don't take that kind of responsibility. And so then that's when you get caught uh, in this rat race. And again, I'm going to talk about that here in just uh, uh, a little bit more. Uh, here in a second. So the last one he says, Then there are a lot of ways to to do this career path is balance is important to me then I'm doing it wrong. And he says, that's on me. I take full ownership of the mistakes I made to get where I am. I can't tell you how much I pre- appreciate device all of you who are doing it right gave me. And I, again, it, it can sort of, it can feel like you're being a little bit uh, judgmental or self-righteous, but this really is the point, right? It, it's, it's about the way that you're doing it. And that sort of leads right into to kind of what I want to talk about. And it's mainly this idea of control slash responsibility. And the idea is, is that you need control. This is one of the things that I see so many developers, freelancers, et cetera, out there. Uh, is they're just sort of flailing with no control over their career. No control uh, over what's happening. I follow this guy online named Ben Settle and this is one of the things that he talks about quite a bit and he talks about he gets often asked he's a copywriter he gets often asked why he doesn't do client work because he doesn't do client work anymore and and he instead promotes his own products and services and his main answer or his own products and his and he uses his copywriting skills for that and his main answer to that question is because I want control over my business if you work with clients, if you work, you know if, if you' working for a company, et cetera, there's varying levels of control. And so you really need to think about that as a part of your overall strategy, not just uh, sort of coming from a, a place of fear of, oh, can I get a job? I want to get a job, I'm desperate for a job, trying to keep a job, you know, what do I have to do? Like it really is sort of a scarcity, kind of desperation mindset. And again I'm not trying to to rag on you I'm trying to get you to think a different way about it and start to approach it from a different way because you can get control right so it's not good enough to be good at what you do and to get work and make a living you want to constantly be pushing for 100% of what uh, of uh, 100% control of what you do and when you do it and being beholden to nobody so that you dictate what what happens When you're able to do that, or the more you're able to do that, then you don't let yourself get burnt out, right? Because you don't don't have to learn all of these new things because it's not relevant to what you're doing. There's, I mean, just tell you straight up, there's a lot of new things that have come out over the last few years. He names a few that he hasn't learned. There's been a lot that I haven't learned either. It's not relevant to what I do on a daily basis and and the more that i've gained control of my business the more i've been able to ignore a lot of those things and i don't feel like i'm caught in that rat race of constantly having to learn things okay so it's it's really about control but it's also about responsibility ultimately control comes down to responsibility so you have to let go of this addictive desire to blame others or circumstances and blaming, blaming a constantly changing industry is really blaming circumstances. And I actually learned this way, way, way back in my early 20s when I was selling shoes. And my regional manager would talk to me about this a lot. He would talk to me about managers who, and he would sort of was telling me the difference between the good managers and the bad managers and the managers who would go on and do well in the company were the managers who would not blame circumstances. Right? And the ones that didn't do well were ones that would blame the time of year or the weather or whatever on numbers. And he had been doing it uh, for a number of years. And he said every time when you'd really dig down into, well, you know, why was this a bad week or whatever, well, there was, you know, this going on or the weather or this. When you'd really dig down into it, it always came back to the attitude of the manager. They let those circumstances affect their attitude, which made them sell worse. And therefore, their numbers reflected it. Uh, And so, again, you have to let go of this idea of of wanting to blame others or blame circumstances. It's sort of a a form of radical personal responsibility, which it can sound scary. But I'm telling you. It's one of the most liberating things that you can do. When you blame yourself for everything, you now have the power or the control to change it. And that's really what it's about. So again, when you look at all of this and you experience some sort of anxiety about the future or fear about you know everything changing or getting burnout, etc., you always have to come back to a place of, it's my fault, why am I here where I'm at? What can I do different to change it? Um, and I don't have the exact story right in front of me. But I basically gave this the same advice to, to someone who had emailed me. I did a podcast. Uh, it's been probably a good 20 episodes ago where someone had asked me about, they, they were talking about how they were in a really tough spot. And I think they're getting divorced and uh, like it, the, their spouse was involved with their business. So it was affecting their business. And they were just having a hard time feeling motivated and staying focused. And I talked about my experience in the army, uh, my my in basic training where we did uh, a road march and it got to the point where I was like just completely physically and mentally exhausted and got got to the point where the only thing I could focus on was literally the next step that I was taking and just trying to take that step, and and if I tried to think about anything else, my mind would immediately go to quitting and giving up, and so I just focused on that very next step, and that was sort of the point of what I told him, and it really hit home for him, and since then has like completely changed his life, and changed his career, Uh, started getting a bunch of freelance clients, and is well on his way to a six-figure income in a matter of months, simply by just focusing, taking radical personal responsibility. Everything is his fault. Everything is within his power to change and just focusing on the very next step that he can take in order to make things happen and take a step in the direction of more control and more responsibility. So ultimately, that, that would be my advice on the emotional side of things. Like I said, the previous podcast probably has some more practical tips about things that you can do. But really, I think... What it comes down to is the, the emotional side of things and taking responsibility. So there you go. Take that for what it's worth. If you've been feeling this, hopefully that, that hit ho- hits home for you. Now, one of the things I'll say about this is this is specifically why I freelance. You know, I, I could have left what I'm doing now and and gone and applied at a, and, and worked at a number of different companies and probably made more money than I'm making now. But I wouldn't have near the control over my business, my income, my life as I do now. So this is a big reason why I freelance. Now, the problem with that is that one of the things that really scares people about moving into freelance, if you're working sort of a regular job or maybe you've dabbled with it a little bit, etc., is getting sort of consistent client work. That's kind of the big thing. And so what I've sort of figured out over the years, over 15 years of doing this, is is building a system for control. Just like we were talking about control, knowing where clients are coming from, responsibility, not hoping and wishing, not flailing, but actually knowing exactly what to do and building a system for bringing in those clients. So you can create a backlog of people wanting to hire you and then you can pick and choose who you work with and life gets a lot better. You can charge more. You can work on the projects you want to work with, uh, work on, etc. So again, building a system for control that works for you day in and day out, 24, 7, 365, constantly working to bring in new clients. That's the solution. That's uh, where you need to get to when it comes to your freelance career. So anyway, that's what I teach you in my beginner's guide to freelance courses, how to build that system, how I built it over the, over the years, all the little things that I've learned as a freelancer to help make that system more effective and work better for you. So if you want to learn how to do that, how to build that system, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash freelance, to learn more about the course, courses over on Skillshare. So as a teacher there, I can give you an exclusive two month free trial of the course you can, or of, of the site, really. You get access to all 28,000 plus courses, including my Beginner's Guide to Freelance course, all my coding courses, my Upwork course, et cetera. You get access to all of it, full access for those two months, so you can get in there. You can take this course, you can give the site a, a try, see what you think, and then if it's not for you, you can cancel any time before that two months is up and you never pay a penny. So again, if you want to learn more about that, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com freelance. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. If you like the episode, I appreciate it. If you like it, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so so you get access to all of the latest episode. That's it. We'll talk to you next time. The John Morris Show.